but looking at densities that you see in the West, certainly our harvest is not uh, likely to reduce populations. So the, the article that we put out there was the hunting competitions possibly being banned in Washington State. Yeah, coyotes, foxes, you know, fur-bearing animals usually that, that that may may either be unclassified in our rules or don't have a bag limit under our rules. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Taryn Hunt. As always, I want to start the podcast off with thanking our sponsor, Vortex Optics. They're an awesome sponsor, we're grateful for them. They got some cool new stuff out. If you haven't seen their new scope, it's, a, it's pretty fantastic. You need to check it out. As well as their new Vortex Wear line. I've been talking about some of this new apparel that they were coming out with, and they have released that. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. They have an Instagram page. I believe it's Vortex Wear. So go check that out and get some some new apparel from them as well as check out their optics. On today's podcast, I sit down with Anise Audi um, of the Washington Fishing Game. Anise and I talk about the, the ban on hunting competitions, or I should say the possible ban on hunting competitions in Washington State. It's a pretty quick podcast, but he shares some great information about um, the reason behind the ban and some of the details on it. So let us know what you guys think. Let us know if you like it. As always, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us comments. Uh, send us messages. Let us know what questions you have or if there's any podcasts that you would like to see us do in the future. Thanks, guys. Appreciate all your support. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the eHunter Newscast. I um, have, I'm joined by a very special guest today. We recently released an article um, about hunting competitions in Washington State. And so on the call today, I have Anise with the Department of Fish and Wildlife there in Washington. Welcome to the call, Anise. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate your time. Um, let's start off by doing a little bit of an introduction. Would you mind telling everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do and, and things like that? Sure, you bet. Um, so my name is Anise Audi. I'm the game division manager here in Washington. So what that entails is basically I supervise all the folks that manage game species uh, here in Washington uh, at the headquarters level. Nice. Well, and the topic of our conversation today, I think we'll, we'll fit that very well. Um, just, so the, the article that we put out there was the hunting competitions possibly being banned in Washington State. And when we put that article up on the website and put it on social media, we got quite a bit of feedback on that, that, you know, pro and cons, you know, they're, they're, everybody had their opinions on it. And so I thought it'd be great to to bring it to you and ask you some questions about it. Sure. And I guess the first question I have, I'm not super familiar with Washington. I, I live in Colorado um, and we do some hunting competitions here, but what are some of the hunting competitions that Washington State has there? Well, really, you know, I'm not familiar with the actual competitions themselves. Uh, we do administer them through a, a, a permit. So we issue from one to six permits annually, at least in, in the past few years. The most we've ever issued is six, and the fewest is one, and I think last year we had two. So uh, usually they encompass, you know, uh, one to 12 counties, depending on the size of them. Uh, usually it's two or three counties. 
that are involved, and basically the majority of them are keyed around uh, species that uh, don't have a bag limit, so things like coyotes, foxes, bobcats, uh, and, but we do have one that's almost annual that inc includes all game species, and most of those are biggest antler or uh, or largest horns or things like that. Uh, so those those are the kind of contests that we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So and that's kind of what I figured it would be. Was I'm very familiar with the the coyote competitions. I, I've participated in several of those um, in Utah. Uh, they're a lot of fun. <laughs> I I enjoy them, and uh, you know I have a good time with them. And so, do are there any um, upland game competitions up there? Not that I know of. So just to be clear, even though some of these are competitions, they still have to abide by the laws of the, the game species rules. So basically, uh, if there's a bag limit of six, uh, you know, uh, checker, mm -hmm. then they, they can only harvest six. The only thing that makes these the competitions for the species that don't have a numeric uh, bag limit is basically the, the fact that you can kill as many as you possibly could. And so that, that probably, uh, this, that probably promotes a, a competition more than something that has a specific bag limit. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why a lot of the times they do those competitions are on those species that don't have a bag limit is kind of control, at least try to control some of those numbers and, and decrease that yeah. population. So that's the premise. Yeah. Gotcha. So in our article that we put out, we talked about the, the possibility of the DFW um, possibly banning competitions. And that's really where I'd like to spend the majority of our, our conversation and just try to maybe get, help people understand kind of the background on why that, that ban is a, is a possibility. Uh, maybe the purposes of that ban. Can you tell us a little bit of information on that? Sure. So this probably started maybe more than a year ago where we got some, uh, you know, user groups that were interested in this and, and kind of asked us to give them more information. And then, then the commission got in, uh, interested as well. So we made some presentations to the commission about what these contests are, what they entail and all of that. So from that, you know, the, the commission asked us to look at the rule and, and to look at, you know, like you said, maybe banning the contest or maybe not having prizes or maybe just banning the numerical part of it. So those are kind of the things that they're thinking about. Uh, I don't think they have any problem with contests that are looking at, you know, the largest antlers or horns or things. I think their main, the main issue is with the contests that have a numerical aspect to them. Okay, so more like the the coyote type, the coyote con, uh, con, yeah, coyotes, contest. foxes, you know, fur-bearing animals usually that, that that may may either be unclassified in our rules or don't have a bag limit under our rules. Okay, has this gone to to public feedback? Have you guys accepted any public feedback on this? And if so, what? Not what kind of yet. So it hasn't gotten that far yet. We uh, we haven't gone through uh, official rulemaking, so to speak. So the, the the discussions up to this point were just basically providing information to the commission, and at the most recent commission meeting, we got the direction to basically do official rulemaking. Okay, and that was actually which would, which oh, would open up the rule, and then we would that, through that rulemaking process, we have uh, uh, a specific public uh, involvement 
uh, portion. Okay. And when you guys open that up to the public, uh, where will that be? Will it be a pretty generalized public feedback or will it be specific people that you guys uh, focus on? No, it would be general. Uh, uh, you know, all of our rulemaking has to go to the populace because we manage we manage the wildlife for the all of the residents of Washington. Gotcha. Have you heard any feedback? I, I know this hasn't gone. You just said it hasn't gone public, but have you gotten any feedback from there locally? What people are feeling about this? You know, mostly anecdotal stuff. Yeah, I mean, we certainly have heard uh, one side of it, the side that was mostly at the commission meeting, those that really don't like the contests. We haven't really heard from the hunting community as much because we haven't opened it up for public comment. Uh, and uh, so we haven't made any recommendations yet, and that's usually when we hear uh, from those folks. Gotcha. Well, that's something that we're trying to do with this with this podcast and with the article is just bring a little bit more light, um, shed a little bit more light on this. So when, if, and when it does go to, to public comment, um, the hunters and the people that, that are involved in this will, will get their word out. Any idea when that kind of like a timeline on how this is going to go? Are we looking at uh, several months down the road before they'll go to public comment? And yeah, it'll likely be several months. The way our process works, there's different filings. You file a 101, which is the intent to open the rule. You file a 102, which is the actual rule, and that's when you invite public comment. And then it goes through a commission process where they hear uh, the recommendation and then take public comment there at the commission meeting. And then at a subsequent meeting, they'll either adopt or, uh, you know, amend our recommendation. Okay. So that sounds like it's pretty normal process for uh, wildlife decisions uh, I think across yeah. the board yep exactly okay are there any other reasons behind it other than that I mean when when the people came and like you said uh, presented it to the commission were there specific reasons that they felt they didn't want it like you said maybe just because of the numerical value or were there anything else that any other details to that I think that was the main reason they just felt you know uh, you know they felt some of them, you know, I, I'm putting words in their mouths because they're not here, but, right. but the, yeah, they felt that it, maybe it didn't, uh, you know, uh, socially wasn't that acceptable to be killing animals just to kill them and maybe not have a legitimate use of them. Gotcha. Well, and I, we put that in our article that, uh, and, I, and I, I can't remember, I should have the article right here in front of me, but someone had said, in fact, I think it was one of the politicians had said something about it being... You know, they had a lot of social and, and ethical concerns, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I understand. You know, with a, with a coyote, though, you know, we do use, at least most of us use coyotes. But we'll, we'll sell the fur, um, things like that. So there is a, a purpose, I guess, behind it, plus just the, the management side of it. And uh, let me ask you this question. There in Washington, <laughs> is there an overpopulace of, of these animals, coyotes, foxes, bobcats? That's a hard one to answer. We don't really do surveys for for coyotes or bobcats. Uh, we do uh, survey harvest surveys and look at harvest, but looking at densities that you see in the West, certainly our harvest is not uh, likely to reduce populations uh, currently. Uh, when it comes to bobcat, I think we we want to uh, start getting some better information. So for those, we are looking at different trying to figure out better ways to, to look at bobcat numbers. But we really don't have a lot of good information on population levels of those animals. 
That's a good point. I guess, yeah, not many states <laughs> will actually track the numbers of, of coyotes. That they... Right, right. But, I mean, there's been research out there that can, can tell you what densities uh, are in specific types of habitat. So you could extrapolate that across the landscape and get a number, but that's the, that's the best you could do. I, yeah. I just think, you know, down here in, in I guess I'm, I'm more southern, Colorado, more of the desert, and we, we see coyotes all the time. Um, sure. I don't know if it's that way up there in that country. Of course, yeah, it's probably it's probably a little, is. is. People it? see them in open country for sure. Uh, obviously, they're not going to see them as much in, in close canopy on the west side, but but in the open country, there's certainly, you see coyotes, uh, they're I mean, obviously they exist if people are hunting them. So, do you all have wolves up there too? We do have wolves in the state, yeah. Okay. Are there any? What's the regulations on hunting wolves up there? So there is no wolf hunting. Wolves are uh, still federally listed in two thirds of the state. The western part of the state, they're still federally listed. The eastern part of the state, they're delisted federally, but they're still listed uh, under state uh, protection. So. They're not currently a game species or hunted in any way. We're still in uh, recovery mode. Gotcha. Okay. That's a hot topic here in Colorado. The, the what is right now, Colorado. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think every conversation I have with, with anybody, regardless of where they're from, they, they want to talk about the wolves in, in Colorado. So we talk a lot about the coyotes, too, and, and we do have lots of competitions. And I guess not – I've never done a competition here in Colorado. Like I said, I've done them in – yeah, you should look into the rules. I don't think they, I think they limit the numbers. Do they? Yeah. I'll have to do that because, yeah, I haven't, I never even, have even tried to do one here. So I'll have yeah. to look into those regulations. And... and and I think if you look across the U.S., you, you're you seeing lots of states uh, look at this. Mm. I, and again, I, I understand the concern of the, the ethics and the social impact mm. of it and, and the reasons behind it, so... Sure. Okay. Well, that pretty much answers my questions, Anise. Um, I appreciate you, you taking the time with me today to, to talk about this. And um, we don't get a lot of, of Washington news and a lot of information, but we have a lot of um, listeners and subscribers to the to the website that are from Washington. And like I said, we got a lot of feedback on this. They were just concerned that some of these uh, these competitions would, would go away and you know, as hunters, we're always looking for opportunities to to get out in the outdoors, hunt and and fish. Right, and, and, I, don't, and I don't know if these if these contests do go away, and if I'm not saying that they will, I don't know that that'll diminish the ability to be able to still go out and hunt coyote. You just won't be able to have a contest that maybe has prizes or a contest that's more formal or something to that effect. Uh, so, I mean, we're not banning coyote hunting. We're just uh, limiting maybe the contests as an option. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to occur. I'm saying those are the things we were considering. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's actually really comforting. I think that was one of the questions that I had received was, is there a possibility that, that coyote hunting would go away? Or actually, I think they even said coyote, bobcat, and fox hunting would possibly go away in in Washington, and this was just kind of the start. I know that's kind of doomsday type of a, an approach to yeah. it. But. And this rule is very specific to contests, and it's a very short rule. So it's, we're not thinking about m- more broad uh, rulemaking than that right now. Good. 
Good. Well, awesome. Well, again, I appreciate you jumping on, and I encourage anybody, as you're, you know, all, especially the residents of Washington, as as this comes to public comment, please, uh, you know, put put your comment out there. Let everybody know your your opinions on it. If you feel like it's something that uh, should be banned or shouldn't be banned, uh, make sure that uh, that you voice your opinion. Um, yeah. But Anish, really quickly before I let you go. Uh, Where's the best place for people to find information? I mean, on the, on our site, ehunter.com, we'll try to continue to put information on this. But where's the best place to go to to get information regarding this this legislation? So basically, on our on our website uh, is the best place. Uh, we in the game uh, portion of the website, there is a rulemaking part. So when that does come out, it'll be on that uh, portion. Uh, and we also will usually send out press releases and all these other things to inform people that it's occurring. Okay. Do you guys have a an email list that kind of blast emails that go out? We don't. No, we don't usually do that. Okay. All right. So the best place is just to to stay on that website then and and look yeah. for updates. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, we'll and try we to. Do, we do have a little bit of a uh, uh, not a little bit, but but uh, with social media presence. So we'll we'll put it on our Facebook and stuff like that. So. Oh, that's just really good to know. I think that's where a lot of us get our news nowadays. Not not many sure. of us go to, you know, directly to the websites at time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you go to social media for everything that we need nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, cool, Anise. Well, I will let you get back to your day again. I appreciate you taking the time with me today. Appreciate all that you guys are are doing there. And if if this comes through and gets further on, you and I may have to hop on another podcast and, and talk more about it. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Cool. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Uh, you too. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Appreciate all your support. And also want to just say to you guys, I hope you guys are, are staying safe out there and staying healthy. This whole cor- coronavirus is it's unreal, honestly. It, it's unprecedented. It's something that we've never seen before. The impact that it's having on our economy, on our social interactions, it, it really is just unreal and so we just hope and pray that you guys are staying safe and staying healthy and thank you so much for the support